0: Today, we are going to talk about equanimity, balance, and freedom from judgment, and also how this relates to our perception of time. I want to discuss how we achieve equanimity and what prevents us from experiencing this naturally. This is absolutely key for everyone for those who have just begun their journey on the way and those who are more experienced and well-practiced. I'm going to share with you a lot of interesting text I have read from several different sources recently that I believe you will find very interesting and useful in your own practice. Thank you very much for joining me today. My name is Lewis and you are listening to Budo, The Martial Way. Equanimity is one of the three qualities with which we should examine our current experience. Concentration, clarity, and equanimity, according to the great Shinzen Yang. This is something I spoke about way back over a year ago in the second episode of the podcast about the application of effort, how we must find balance, and how almost every single person I speak to who begins to practice meditation always complains about how difficult it is, about finding it hard, When the difficulty they experience is almost entirely something they create within their own mind, their own judgment toward the practice. Because inevitably, there is no difficulty to anything. Difficulty or ease, good or bad, hard or soft... These assessments arise from our own judgment. They exist exclusively within ourselves. In the timeless words of Chang Zhu, there are no greater adversaries than yin and yang, because nothing in heaven or earth escapes them. But it is not yin and yang that do this. It is your heart that makes it so. Realizing the vital importance of equanimity is not only crucial for beginners, but for everyone at all levels. Recently, when I have been finding myself frustrated with politics, the pandemic, social issues, or anything within my own life, my work, relations, anything at all, I always find that cultivating a sense of equanimity is what saves me from the struggle I have fabricated within my own mind to meditate and to focus my awareness on my own judgment of these things and release myself from that judgment to allow myself to simply be with no assessment of either good or bad. To begin with, I would like to share with you a short chapter from the Shobo Genzo Zui Monkey. I was given this book as a gift when I practiced at Eiheiji, a profound experience which I talk about in detail in the eighth episode of this podcast. It is recorded that in an evening talk, Dogen Zenji said, A student of the way must abandon human sentiments. To abandon human sentiments is to practice following the Buddha Dharma. Most people in the world are being dragged about by the Hinayana mind, discriminating good from evil, distinguishing right from wrong, seeking after what is good while discarding what is bad. This is caused by the Hinayana mind. First of all, just give up worldly sentiments and enter into the Buddha way. To enter the Buddha way, refrain from making judgments based on the discrimination between good and evil. Don't hold dear to your physical and mental conditions. Follow the verbal teachings and ways of acting without being concerned with good and evil. What you think is good, or what others in the world think is good, is not always good. Therefore, forget others' views. Cast aside your own mind and follow the teachings of the Buddha. Even though your body suffers and your mind is in distress, resolve to abandon body and mind and practice what the Buddha and patriarchs, our venerable predecessors, practiced, even if it is painful or causes you distress. Even if you think something is good and accords with the Buddha way and want to practice it, do not carry it out if it has not been done by the Buddhas and patriarchs. In doing so, you grasp the Dharma gate perfectly cast aside both mind and thoughts based on the various teachings you have learned in the past and gradually turn your mind into the words and deeds of the buddhas and patriarchs you are encountering right now. In doing so, your wisdom will grow and Satori will open by itself. Abandon even your understanding of what you have learned from writings of the teaching schools if there is reason to do so. And see things from the perspective I have mentioned. Studying the Dharma gate is nothing but parting from samsara and attaining the way. If deep in your heart you think what you have accomplished through studying for many years with great effort cannot be given up easily, such a mind itself is one bound by life and death. Consider this carefully and thoroughly. Fantastic passage. The great Dogen repeatedly admonishes us to abandon our own judgment and simply practice the way. As I said before, people who just begin practicing meditation often complain that it is difficult and give up, thinking that it is somehow not for them. How absurd is this really and how arrogant? What did you think would happen? Did you think you would sit down and immediately find perfect balance and equanimity? Did you honestly think it would be so easy? With our minds lost in the noise of the modern world, it is a matter of course that meditation should be difficult. Imagine yourself a large, fat, overweight individual and you want to lose weight. So you decide to go out and start running. Do you go out, start running and say to yourself, wow, this is difficult. I can't do this as easily as everyone else. I guess it's not for me, I'll give up. No. If you find running difficult, that means you need to do it even more. If you find meditation difficult, that means you need to do it even more. Your judgment of whether it is difficult or easy is irrelevant. Practice meditation in accordance with the techniques you have been taught. This does not require any assessment on your part. Abandon your own judgment. Let go of any conception you have of how easy or hard you think it to be. Simply practice. Remember that during meditation, we are cultivating an awareness of our own thoughts. Whatever you think, whatever comes to mind, simply become aware of it. Don't judge it. Nothing is either good or bad. Simply become aware of your own thoughts. Acknowledge it, release it, and come back to your practice. Back to the posture, the breathing, sight, sound, body sensation. It's the same thing I tell you every time. Just because the thought you are experiencing is in relation to meditation, doesn't make it any less a thought. Don't let it trick you into considering it any differently. Become aware of your own judgment. In every thought you have, identify the presence of judgment. In some way or another, every thought that passes through your mind is identified as either positive or negative, desirable or undesirable. Become aware of that judgment. But again, as I said before, don't Judge the judgment. Do not chastise yourself for having the thought. Simply become aware of it. Acknowledge it, let it go, and come back to the practice. Posture and breathing, here and now. Time also plays a critical role in our assessment. In the words of Seneca, no one confines his unhappiness to the present. I would like to share with you now a short passage from Eckhart Tolle's fantastic book, The Power of Now, which reads as such. What you perceive as future is an intrinsic part of your state of consciousness now. If your mind carries a heavy burden of past, you will experience more of the same. The past perpetuates itself through lack of presence, The quality of your consciousness at this moment is what shapes the future, which, of course, can only be experienced as the now. This short passage is absolutely key. It is vital to understand this clearly. So let's break it down and have a look at it again. What you perceive as future is an intrinsic part of your state of consciousness now. Our idea of future is simply that, an idea, a projection within our mind, and that thought or conception within ourselves can only be created and experienced now in this present moment. If your mind carries a heavy burden of past, you will experience more of the same. If your mind carries a heavy burden of past, how often are our thoughts and behavior shaped by the content of our memory? I remember this terrible thing happening to me. This person said something awful to me. I did this shameful act. We carry these things forward in our mind. We preserve the events of the past by constantly reliving them within our thoughts. And as we do so, we project those events and our judgment of them onto the present moment. And the present moment is also where we create our idea of the future. So you can see how the more we hold on to the past, the more we will voluntarily carry that through into the present and also project it forward into the future. The past perpetuates itself through lack of presence. During meditation, when we find ourselves considering a thought which originates from our memory, what do we do? Come on, you know this. We acknowledge the thought, we accept it, put it aside, and we bring ourselves back to the practice. In this current moment, we focus on our posture, our breathing, we become aware of sight, sound, body sensation, all qualities which exist now, here and now. As we focus on the here and now, and the content which tethers us to this present moment, we release ourselves from the past. The quality of your consciousness at this present moment is what shapes the future, which, of course, can only be experienced as the now. The more present we are in this moment, the more freedom we have from the past, or at least our own narrow conception of the past. The more freedom we have from the past, the more open our future becomes and the less we will project forward our same conditioned patterns of behavior. And so you see how time and our conception of the past and future color our experience. In episode 13 of the podcast, I spoke about the eternal now and how time does not actually exist. In the words of the venerable Taisen Deshimaru, Time is not a line, but a series of now points. Let's take a step back for a second. I've spoken about a lot in this episode of the podcast and given you a lot to think about. What I want you to do during your practice, during formal seated meditation, but also of course in life, is to become aware of your own judgment. This is how we develop balance and equanimity become aware of your own thoughts and see clearly the judgment and assessment contained within each passing thought. When you become aware of it, when you begin to see it clearly, do not then begin to judge that because that's just adding thought on top of thought. Just look at it, accept it, and then come back to this present moment, come back to the practice back to our center. Shinryu Suzuki teaches us that it is often helpful to categorize our thoughts into groups of either past, future, or imagination. Often our thoughts contain some element of two or even all three of those categories, but generally we can regard each of our thoughts as being primarily a memory from the past, a projection of the future, or some kind of far-off imaginary scenario. Practice meditation. Become aware of the origin of your thoughts. Become aware of the judgment contained within, and come back to the center, back to the practice. And that's it. It doesn't matter how good or bad you think you are at it. That's irrelevant. When you are trying to lose weight, it doesn't matter how good or bad you think you are at running. What matters is that you've got your shoes laced up and you're out the door. Whether we're talking about meditation, exercise, study, anything, so long as you're putting the time in and you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, you will progress and you will move forward. Release yourself from the burden of your own judgment. Free yourself from the fluctuations of good and bad. But you can only do this through a cultivation of awareness, clear awareness and equanimity, concentration, clarity, and equanimity, posture and breathing, sight, sound, and body sensation, mental image, mental talk, and body emotion, here and now, here and now. Thank you, as always, for your time and effort. I feel like today's episode is not one of my most well-organized discussions. I've got a lot of different information in here and we've moved around between different topics a bit, but this is all really important stuff. And I think whenever I share anything with you, any knowledge, anything I have learned or read, Sometimes we need to hear a piece of information in a certain context to have it just click. A lot of the things I've spoken about today, I've spoken about before, and I'm certain to speak about again, because it doesn't matter if we've heard it before or not. When I read books about meditation or Buddhism or Zen or the Tao, at least 90% of it, at least 90, 95% of it is information I already know but that's not the point. The lessons of the Tao are so fundamental, so foundational to our entire lives that they are basic, they are simple, but we need to hear it again and again from different people, from different sources, explained in different ways until we get it, until we understand it so deeply deeply that we can apply it flawlessly to our lives in any and all situations without wavering. I'm explaining this to you as much as I am to myself. We're all students here. Thank you again for coming this far. I hope you have a great day. I hope your plans for 2021 are all progressing nicely. My own book is coming along well. I intend to have the first draft finished in the next couple of months. I'm very excited for that. If you found this or any of my other podcasts useful, please forward it to someone you think may find it useful. I'm not just asking you to broadly like, comment and share. I mean specifically. If you can think of a specific individual you believe may find any of my content entertaining or useful, please send them a link. I would love to connect. Until next time, keep doing what you're doing. For those on the way, become the way.